1: Hey, hey, hey everyone, it's me, Dr. Love, and welcome to another episode of Between the Sheets with me, Dr. Love. So last week we talked about social media, and we're going to do the same this week, but it's going to be a little bit different. We're going to talk about social media platforms and how they've changed our mindset. And this is really important, especially for the type of work that I do, because a lot of our thoughts and thinking and processes and unconscious processes play a part in how we do relationships. And the social media game is so prominent in our lives that it's having a massive impact on our mindset. We're really in an age where we look up, you know, a restaurant on social media to see what's on the menu rather than going to their website now. I know that I do that. Or even just leaving things up to chance when you get there. Really, social media has crept into each corner of our lives, whether we like it or not. I mean, I use social media even to jump on for my children's school activities or to follow a post or a group. It's just everywhere. It's not necessarily a bad thing though, because technology has become so advanced that we can connect with friends and family through our apps. I know for me, I've got the 360 Life app and it's helpful for me and my children, but you're probably even listening to this podcast on your smartphone or a social app right now. There are so many good things around social media, but I'll tell you, there are still some downsides to social media that plague us, especially young men and women. Social media platforms like Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok are successful because they focus on the image and the videos that reel us in. It's constant marketing and we continue to scroll for hours and hours on end. You might even catch yourself scrolling through Instagram while watching a show or at the movies or, you know, you're watching a Netflix series and you don't even realize you're doing it. You don't even realize you're not paying 100% attention to the movie. Because we're becoming so addicted, it's becoming so entrenched that social media platforms really at the point where we seek validation and gratification from them. And it's become a place where we feel valued because of the number of followers or likes that we have on a post rather than who we are as a person. And this scares me. You know, social media really has made us superficial and whether we like it or not, doesn't matter how grounded we are, there's this element of being superficial. So the people who follow us on social media may not even know us from a bar of soap, but we find so much glory when a total stranger adds a positive comment to our post. Instagram especially has become a place where our highlight reel is what's acceptable and nothing else. We see images of women in, you know, perfect lighting. It's almost like they carry this ring light around with them everywhere they go. They just look so perfect all the time. And these filters and the angles, they really are there to make us feel like, you know, we need to feel this way. We need to look this way always. And it's so unrealistic. It's really giving us a false sense of reality. And platforms like Instagram have really enabled this superficial materialistic side of us in society. Because from the latest clothing trends to these face altering filters that they've got, these apps have taken us further from who we really are. And in relationships, when I'm doing this every day, it takes so much effort for people to come back down to reality to work out who they are. Social media is flooded by ads that offer things like weight loss lollies or creams for cellulite. You know, they're glorifying certain body types that fit with this universal standard of beauty. And with these in mind, really, it can be really hard for women who may not live up to these beauty standards. You know, to click on these ads and want to be someone that they're not or who they could never be in order to feel validated and worthy in society is a concern. And it's impacting us everywhere in career, in motherhood, in parenthood, in relationships with our siblings, with our friends. It's becoming so transactional that we're losing the soul of life, the purpose, because it's all about the likes and the following. And when we think about it, we're adults. What's pushed onto social media platforms can be detrimental for our young girls who only see a certain standard of beauty that is their normal. That's what they're getting every day. So it makes them feel like if they aren't looking a certain way, they're not going to be seen. So what are they going to do to be seen? If they can't look like that girl, are they going to be a little bit more promiscuous? Are they going to show a bit more of their body? What is it that they need to do to be seen or for people to pay attention to them? In a sense social media has replaced beauty and lifestyle magazines that did a very similar thing in the 90s and you know the early 2000s but what's interesting is that those magazines didn't come with filters or the ability to alter you know features on your face and eye color and hair length they you know may have photoshopped a few things in the magazines but it wasn't to the extreme what we can get now you know these filters on snapchat you know, that are released to make women's lashes look longer and lips look more amplified. And when you think about it, the lash extension and lip filler industry has had this massive spike in sales and popularity because not only have we seen it through, you know, some of the celebrities that we watch and You know people like the Kardashians and the reality TV shows, but we are seeing it in these apps and these apps aren't creating them just out of the blue. They're creating them because they know that this is the culture that's out there and it's speaking to the people that are following and that are on these platforms. So really, I spend a lot of work with people trying to have them come back to being themselves. And a lot of the time through that journey, they start to come off social media a little bit at a time and they come off social media because it's not a priority anymore what is a priority is themselves and the connection with people that they love so how do you come back to being yourself well platforms like instagram can be hard to stay away from especially when these these notifications coming up and messages and stories that we really do use as our daily news source who turns on the tv anymore i don't know if it's going to be around for much longer So being online has really been able to give us an opportunity to connect in so many ways to people all around the world. And it can have an effect on how we connect with the people that we love, but more importantly, ourselves. So we've become less inclined to think deeply and less inclined to be constructive in our thought. And when we're alone, rather than, you know, reflecting on our day or what has happened, we would go and get on our phone and look through our photos or look on social media just to pass the time. When really sometimes not too long ago, we would pull out a journal and start writing or we would write a letter to a pen pal and really have to think about what we're going to say and put some emotion and motivation behind it. We're not doing that anymore. For God's sakes, we don't even have to spell anymore. The the phone just does it for us. So what I'm really highlighting is that social media has made us more focused on what's superficial in the world. But there are ways that you can use social media for good and still indulge in it every so often. There are things you can put into place that can make you less addicted to your phone and become more connected to yourself once again. And this is gonna be really important, whether you're single, in a relationship looking for a partner how can you connect with someone if you can't even connect with yourself so the first thing I'm going to tell you to do is dedicate time away whether you walk to the bus stop each morning or take the dog for a walk at night it's a great idea to leave your phone in your pocket and dedicate that walking time away from your screen it's really going to be time to soak up all the nature, you know, all of the environment, take a deep breath, really be present in that activity because that's what's different to being online. When you're online, you're not present, you're future focusing, you're you're thinking about the past, you're making up dreams and you're comparing, you're not in the present moment at all. So when we say stop and smell the roses, I mean it. It will help you listen to your thoughts and your intuition, which is what we're ignoring a lot lately, and process what's happening around you. Who knows? You might find some inspiration in nature. You might come up with a new idea, a multi-million dollar idea that you get while you're walking because you're being present. You're being able to think. You're being able to be creative. So I want you to cherish that time. The second thing I want you to do is Use the do not disturb mode. iPhone users will know that it's a little handy trick, but we don't use it enough. It's time to enable it on our phone. Put it on do not disturb modes. Do it during office hours and do it during nighttime. The worst thing is seeing your phone light up in the middle of the night and waking you because it's taken you long enough to fall asleep. The last thing you want is to be distracted. And when you see that light turn on, It's like it's pulling you and intriguing you to come and check what's going on or who message because we need that immediate gratification. And it's going to get in the way of your sleep pattern and start to disrupt your sleep. And it's going to be very difficult for you to get back to sleep after picking up that phone. So during work hours... This can be super handy because notifications are really designed to keep you coming back to the phone and distracting you. So turn them off and you will start to realize how much work you actually get done. The third one is, why don't you change your morning routine? I mean, who else wakes up and rolls over and grabs their phone and checks their social media accounts even before getting out of bed? I know I have been victim to this behavior and it's not a great habit to have because what happens is that because we can get stuck in bed for longer than we need to, or even longer than we like. And we'll be stuck looking at the phone screen first thing in the morning and just scrolling and scrolling. Not to mention it's not good for our mental health, but it's also not good for our eyes to look at our phone first thing in the morning. So make a conscious decision to open up your windows or your blinds before opening up your phone. And That way you'll get this natural sunlight to wake you up rather than a synthetic phone light and you can start your day not attached to a device. I know it sounds foreign but give it a go. It might actually start your day off a little bit better than getting all of those messages waiting for you the minute you open your eyes. The fourth thing you can do is curate your feed. What we consume is really what we believe. And that's how come our phone gives us everything that we're talking about and thinking about through the day because it's what we're consuming and it impacts how we feel through the day. So if we're watching all this negative stuff on social media, how do you think we're going to feel? We're going to feel negative. If you're constantly seeing images on your social media platform that make you feel crappy, then you're going to start to feel crappy. All you have to do is change the channel. Start unfollowing accounts that make you feel sad or less than. And then from there, start finding people who inspire you daily and follow those accounts that give you that sense of perspective and positivity. There's people and pages out there that are designed to give you all those good vibes. You just have to find them. So really spend some time to go, what do I want my feed to look like? If I was going to wake up and have the perfect day, what would I need to see and do it? So having social media isn't a bad thing. I don't want to say, you know, I'm not the social media Nazi. I'm not that at all. I'm being considerate and I'm being realistic. I'm just saying let's have a balance. You shouldn't feel the need to cull it out altogether and say goodbye forever. I'm not saying that at all. The truth is the platform will keep popping up whether you have it or not. They're here to stay so we're going to have to welcome them with open arms but in a healthy way. So let's embrace social media but in a necessary way. It doesn't mean you need to lose yourself in the process. Balance what you consume on a daily basis and make sure to remind yourself that everything is not what it seems on social media. It's not the old saying of what you see is what you get. It's actually quite the opposite. So if you are struggling with social media or even struggling with a partner being on social media or you feel like your social media is impacting your mental health, your perspective and your mood, reach out to me. I'd like to hear about it. I'd like to see how I can help you. I'm going to leave it at that. I'll catch you on the next episode. This is Dr. Love.
0: See ya thanks for listening to the podcast with dr love for all show notes and resources mentioned in this episode head to www.drlove.com that's D-R-L-U-R-V-E.com. Got a question for Dr. Love? Email her at ask at doctor.love.com. Love the show. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review or share it with your friends. Thanks for listening, lovers. We'll see you on the next episode. This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love.